In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's about the approach. There's so many ways this discussion can go, but it is about the approach. What is that, you ask? Stay tuned to find out. It is I, the you, diggity dog. Usually don't like to timestamp these things, but happy Father's Day. All you men out there, happy Father's Day. That's when this is being made, not necessarily when it's being released. But retroactively, enjoy this happy Father's Day from me. I am in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, and Jeannie Moran. Honey, give the world a salutation. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> yep, there you have it. So, in this episode, we are going to talk about the approach. Very, very important. And uh, I encourage you, like other men out there, go ahead and use the email address, quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, at mvsmpodcast.com. We have gotten uh, more subscribers and uh, more people that are checking in on my Instagram and some more folks that are looking at Facebook. There's actually... I don't do a lot on Facebook anymore because I got irritated with Facebook. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is some live content on there, uh, video-wise and information-wise, that are still very valuable. So if you find Man versus Marriage, the podcast, you find my Facebook page, um, you will find some content that's great. And uh, I've been saying for a while that we're going to get this video thing started. We are just not there yet in our life, Mm-mm. but we want forget that I want to get this video <laughs> side of this thing going um, so we can broaden ourselves to another side of the audience not everybody's willing to listen to podcasts so we have the uh, we have the studio space now but uh, we just are not fully moved into this new place but we are going there anyway let's talk about the approach and in some of my um, some of my coaching uh, of other men, um, I think there can be some misconceptions. So I want to do what I can to dispose of some of those misconceptions and help you get your mind right, which anytime I'm talking to a guy, um, I try and inform them, you know, about this particular approach and what does it look like? I think we, in anything you start to endeavor, like anything you do that's going to be new or you're going to restart uh, where you've been successful before, um, we are conditioned in society now to believe that everything you want, you should be able to have instantly. I mean, you can get any facts or figures. They're not always the right facts, but you can get any fact you want from around the world just going to Google and in no time flat, uh, oh, who is the actor in this movie? Bam, you have it. Um, how far is it from planet Earth to the moon? Type it into Google. Bam. You've got, you've got the number of miles that it has there. Uh, what was the hottest day on record over the last 50? I mean, there's anything you want in this information age you can get immediately. So there's a conditioning there for immediate gratification. You want to go on your uh, Amazon app. I'm sure there are things you can find and order. You don't have to leave your house. They can show up today. Your Walmart app. Um, you know, you can have something as crazy as a couch delivered tomorrow 
from Amazon. It is wild what you can have. But the fact is, is that things that are extremely valuable in life to human beings um, don't come easy and they don't come right away. It just does not work that way. But there's this misconception that you can get that because of how convenient everything is. But when it comes to when it comes to working on yourself as an individual, when it comes to changing your own life, when it comes to changing your marriage, um, there is a mindset you have to get, you have to deal with, which is you have to be in this for the long haul. Hollywood does a great job of taking someone's life that over the course of 20 years, they accomplish something incredible and they can package it down to two or three hours. <laughs> But life is not Hollywood. And, you know, there there are times in your life when you start something, there's going to be the highs of highs and the lows of lows. But you have to be in this game for the long haul. And I'll have Jeannie talk about her personal development um, path and, and, you know, how she approaches it here in a minute. But what I can tell you is, you know, when... When we, like, we wanted to have a better marriage, neither one of us really articulated that, but the plan really started with you and Rita one-on-one so that you could start to get yourself, like, you could start to better understand yourself. You could start making some changes to yourself, taking responsibility for yourself, and then at some point... And I don't even really know how long it it was into the process where Rita said, hey, I don't think we can go any further until we bring bring Quincy in on this. So what were, like when you were sitting down with Rita, what were some of the things um, that y'all talked about, if you can remember? And, I mean, we're 12 years forward now, but uh, is there anything there that you can remember? And did she talk to you at all about how to set the expectation or your mindset for the process? Um, I don't remember how long it was before we brought you in. I do remember um, when she and I first started talking, it was, um, I was tired of being afraid of everything. And so I was trying to figure out why I was afraid of everything. And, um, you know, we just, at the time, we had so many different variables going on. And um, a lot of things that, we couldn't control and it it irritated me because I couldn't control it I was afraid of what was going to happen or what the outcome would be and I didn't know how to prepare myself because I didn't know what was going to happen and then you and I weren't really communicating well um part of it came out of the module that we did and um I didn't agree with it and I and I knew I knew why I didn't agree with it you didn't agree with what the um the disc assessment no with the the coaching I was receiving the disc I knew was wrong I I did that myself I knew I was wrong on that um but I didn't agree with the coaching and how it was going down um people were talking that shouldn't have been talking and things of that nature so it just kind of made me wonky about what to believe, who to trust. But I've always, I've always trusted Bill and Rita. Just 
I think um, the moment that it all shifted for me is when I called my uncle to tell him that um, the kids had been molested. And our pastor at the time had told us we weren't allowed to talk about it. We were supposed to keep our mouth shut. He didn't want to disrupt the church. But yet he told all of leadership. And then we started being treated kind of different. And um, so I called my uncle and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this because I want to be in church. It's where I need to be at the moment. And I can't be there. I just don't, I don't trust it anymore. My uncle's first words were, um, if those were my kids, there's no way in hell I'd be quiet about it. It's like, I, I would want blood. I would want everything I could possibly do to fix this problem and to make the people pay for it. And I thought, why am I not in his church again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is the guy who's not, who doesn't just understand you know, the biblical side of things, but he's freaking human and he's a dad and he gets what he gets where I'm going, you know, why I'm so frustrated. And he didn't make me feel bad about it. He didn't make me feel like I had to keep quiet about it. Um, so that, that kind of helped me trust because he got me, he understood. Um, my part with Rita was because I was starting to feel like I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out who I was. I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be doing. I had lost a lot of my personality, a lot of my um, goals for myself. I mean, we had the marriage. We had the kids. We definitely had the kids. And I was a stay-at-home mom, which is what I always wanted. But it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. And so I started seeking Rita out to get my head straight and figure out what to do. And then Rita said, we couldn't go any further without bringing you in because... You know, I, there are some things that I couldn't overcome on my own. And if you didn't understand where I was mm-hmm. and what I was going through, then um, we weren't going to make it out of it together. You know, and the, the whole goal at that point was I needed accountability. I needed you to be on my side. We needed to fix where we were at because if we weren't talking about it, then it wasn't going to get any better. No matter what changes I made for myself, you and I were not going to get better. And, um, eventually that would just pull me back because you, you can't, you can't go forward and leave your spouse behind. There, there are some aspects to that that you can, there are some things, some changes you can make, but, um, you and I at the time, both, both individually and together, we were not looking to just make changes. We were looking at making changes and being better together, not just separate. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it took both of us because when you're on your weight loss journey and you're going through things, if I didn't fully understand what it was you were trying to do, I probably wouldn't have been as helpful as I was in the beginning. And granted, I got pissed off a lot. I got frustrated because you were always changing stuff on me. But um, I understood your reasoning behind it. And it wasn't just you wanted to start looking good and be able to be out in public and feel better about yourself. It was you wanted to have a longer lifespan for your children and me. That's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Um, I don't remember all the stuff that Rita and I talked about in the beginning. I know a lot of it was um, things for me to do to start pulling myself out of depression Um, we discovered that creativity is my avenue to get out of those things, whether it's painting, drawing, um, 
you know, creating stories, writing books, journaling. Um, I guess now we can add gardening. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it was always something creative, something I had to use my imagination and get out of the current situation with. Um, we worked on me being able to talk to you about things because I never wanted to talk to you about things. I just felt like I knew in my head what the argument was going to be. So I don't want to have the argument. I already know what he's going to say. So I really just don't care about saying it because then we're just going to fight. And I don't really want to go through that. I was wrong because the arguments were never really what I thought they were going to be. <coughs> Sorry, guys. We're dealing with allergies out here. Jeannie, every time you get on the mic, you be doing this stuff. Don't be apologizing about the allergies. Well, it's definitely allergies today. Well, I think I think you really touched on a few things that are extremely important. One of those things is trust. And anytime you're you you look at your life and it's not where you as an individual envisioned it would be or you're not as healthy as you want to be or you're not as um intimate or communicative or etc there is a place in your life where you don't trust yourself to keep your promises. So it's imperative that you bring, you kind of bring that down to the ground level, get foundational with who you are and begin to build trust because you're not going to be able to, to fully build trust with your spouse until you can trust yourself. And everybody's got to start from somewhere. And so the reason I say that is because in my own personal journey, um, I had to go back and build some credibility within myself. I had to set a goal and follow through and accomplish that so that I believed I could trust myself. Like I believed I could count on myself. Uh, I always, I always kind of fashioned my life where I wanted the people in my life to really believe they could count on me. Um, and I overextended that. So what I actually did was there were certain people who could count on me, but the closest people to me couldn't count on me because I was always out fulfilling obligations to other people because I wanted to be someone they could count on. But really you have to bring it back down to that foundational level when you decide what kind of man do I want to be? Obviously, for you ladies out there, what kind of lady, what kind of woman do you want to be? And so it's imperative you go and you begin the process of building internal credibility with yourself so that you know when the chips are down that you are going to come through for you. And you start small and you build on that success. And then there will come a point in time where, it, where it's time to do the dirty work in your relationship and identify the areas where you and your spouse do not trust one another. And those are hard places to talk about. And then, you know, once you, once you identify those areas, you start to do some demo work. And once you do the demo work, then, you know, the other side of the renovation can come about because you already have a structure. You already have this life that you've built. 
Humans are incredibly adaptable. That's why you can get into survival mode after really, really serious things have happened to you in your life. You can bury those things and you can continue uh, to, to live your life and move forward. That doesn't mean those things go away. That just means we're adaptable and we can figure out ways to survive through it. So those, those are all, you know, hidden gems, if you will, that you get to discover when you start to redefine your life and go figure out why you do what you do. Overall, the, why do this in the first place? And that's because you actually have a purpose in this life. You have a purpose with your relationship. You have a purpose with um, your parenting, etc. It's all for a bigger picture because you have the gift of life. And what are you going to do with it? And look, the, the fact is, is, as I talk more and more um, to these guys that I'm coaching, it's hard to imagine, but when you get somebody that will just listen to you, and, and listen to what's going on in your life and ask you some questions with the only motivation being to help you get better, then you start to see some things. You go, oh, man, I, I didn't realize that. And so now you have some awareness. And like I was talking to one of the guys today, just because you're aware of something doesn't mean you can do everything you know you're supposed to do because you have to build up to, you have to build your ability to create, you know, these tools to, to really change your life in certain areas. You know, it's like when you go to the gym, you go to the gym and you might know what you should be doing for a particular exercise, but you can't start there. You have to start and build on the fundamentals, build tolerance, you have to rip and tear, you know, your muscles apart in a healthy way. Allow them to grow back together so you can get stronger. It's, it's not a situation where you can just go in and work. Let's say this. Let's say your goal um, is to run a half marathon. You're aware of what you need to do when you get in the gym or when you go for a run. But just because you're aware of it on day one doesn't mean you can accomplish that on day one. You have to practice. You have to work at it. You have to build up tolerance. You have to go through these areas to prepare yourself for this half marathon. So you know when you get there, you've put in the hard work to accomplish these things. So it's extremely important that we approach life the same way. We approach life in such a way where we say, okay, am I where I want to be? Is this what I signed up for? Is it supposed to be something better? Do I even know what I want for my life and what I, my expectations are for my relationship? Why did I marry this woman? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And then you set in with the mindset that it's not going to change overnight because you didn't change overnight. You've taken X amount of days, weeks, months, and years to become who you are. And when you live intentionally, when you endeavor to live intentionally, then you're doing things on the daily that will serve your greater purpose. So it's very much a marathon. 
if you're training for sprints to run a marathon, you are not going to make it. You're training the wrong muscle groups. In the same way, if you are working to build trust with your spouse, but you cannot trust yourself, wrong exercise. It's the wrong exercise. So my encouragement to you is to get in for the long haul. And, so, and one of the guys that I, that I look at on uh, Instagram, I was in Bible college with him. Really cool dude. Um, you know, he's been, uh, he's been accepted or been asked to play on um, the wheelchair basketball, like the professional league, the WNBA, but not women's, but it's Wheelchair National Basketball Association, um, which is outstanding. And the guy makes shots every day. The guy is just shooting. He's relentless. He's great. And he gets to the point, you know, in this particular post, with great wisdom, he says, and we, and we say this, you know, often, it's not about the destiny. It's not about the destination. It's about the pursuit of this. All too often, whether it's our relationship, our job, sex, we think so heavily about the destination that we forget the benefits of the pursuit, the benefits of the journey to get there. And I've often said this too, that, you know, because I have a purpose, um, the me 10 years from now needs the me right now to go through these various experiences so that I am prepared because I cannot fulfill that purpose where I am today in the 10 year from now, Quincy Moran, because there will be bigger things that I'm called to accomplish. So I have to reframe my mindset to appreciate the journey. If I'm called, if I feel like I'm called to help men in their marriages and I have no challenging situations and circumstances in my marriage, then how can I help you? How can I help you if I don't have challenges in my own marriage? So some of these things that we go through, some of this life experience we go through, like like Ed Milet says, it happens for you. Life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. So a lot of times we have to go backwards before we can move forward. And I encourage you guys to look at the past as a professor, not something to dwell on, but something to learn from so that you can make your present and your future you can reshape that to be what you want it to be, but it does not happen overnight. You must set in for the long haul. And there are some things that you're going to have to pause on. You're gonna Once you're aware of something, you may not have the tools or the strategies or the wherewithal to overcome it. So you might have to put some things in what we call the parking lot. You might have to put a pin in it and come back to it. And that's okay. We all have those things that we have to do. But it's extremely important. It's extremely important for you to, to ensure that you have the right mindset, that you stick in this for the long haul, that you do everything you can to define yourself in such a way where other people's actions and attitudes do not affect your action and your attitude. I mean, just going through this lesson with a couple of my girls today, 
they are at each other's throat. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay, who's the first one? Who is going to be the, the mature one to step out and say enough is enough? No matter how you treat me, this is how I'm going to act towards you. Point blank. Who's going to be the one to do it? Because if you don't, you're going to continue in this toxic cycle and it's not going to get better. Anything that you, any wound that's infected just doesn't get better on its own. There has to be some action taken so that it turns from a wound to a scar. And in, in when I'm talking, you know, to the guys that I'm coaching, I tell them it's about that long mindset. You have to, you have to be in this for the long game. And, and we have to understand, you know, like we said in the beginning of this program, there are going to be times where you're on the high because things are changing and things are moving. But you don't know what's in the closet until you go to clean it out. And you're going to find things in there that you forgot you had. Some are good. Some are not good. And that's why it's important to begin this work by taking responsibility for who you are, where you are, and what you are doing. And that's why the process must start with you first. Now, your wife, you and your wife both may come to terms with, we want something to change in our marriage. We signed up for something better than this. And so there might be things that you guys can do just to put a Band-Aid on what is happening in your relationship. But it's going to take you as an individual, you know, redefining who it is you want to be and how you want to carry yourself. And that, in turn, is going to make a transition into your relationship. Because then you both have the mindset that, hey, we have to have a lot of grace with one another. We have to be understanding. We have to know that everything's not going to be perfect. We want to build trust. So at what point do we come clean? Are we honest? And do we start to speak truthfully with one another? And anytime one of us is talking, we are going to accept it as the truth in its face value. And it's a scary thing. It's a really scary thing to try to trust someone that you have no trust in for whatever the reason. But at some point, if, if you want to reconcile whatever relationship this is, somebody's got to do the scary part, be the mature one, to step out and be vulnerable and put yourself out there. But keep in mind, that's what you are doing with yourself. You get a lot of reps as you do these things within yourself first. That's what is necessary. That's what is necessary for you to change your life is to go back because you know if or if you cannot trust yourself. You know if you say you're going to do something and it's something you've committed to and you find a way to justify yourself in not doing it. So when you go start something bigger, you will not follow through because ultimately you do not trust yourself. You don't know those stop gaps. You don't know you you don't know how to get through those things that are self-sabotaging because you haven't gotten to the bottom of the the bottom of the barrel with yourself.
And that's the journey I'm inviting you on. Whenever you, whenever you seek to understand or figure out why it is you do what you do, you will start to find those answers. And it's at that point that you have decisions to make. You have decisions to make and to figure out how real do you want to be. And the, and the path that we're on, the path that I'm telling you about, is the path less traveled. It's not the easy path. It's swimming upstream. It's going against the grain. But I'm here to tell you, it's a much better life. It is a much better life to take the, ro the road less traveled. Sure, you're not going to get that instant gratification that you've been conditioned to feel like you need. But if you delay that gratification, it becomes something more meaningful, more deep, more connecting, more real, more authentic, more trustworthy, ultimately more fulfilling. And life is a gift. And if you live a hundred years in the grand scheme of time, it's such a short window of opportunity to make a positive impact, to take full advantage and to realize your potential and who you are becoming. And the last piece I'll say is, is this. As you endeavor to do this, I feel like it's very important to continually drip things in your mind um, that are built from positive people. And what do I mean when I say that? I mean, get a daily routine. Get a routine where you are looking at people. Uh, part of my routine, Ed Milet. You hear me talk about him all the time. I wrote a book. I got a lot more work to do in writing this book, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but I refer to Ed Milet because, you know, of how he challenges himself. Have somebody that's ahead of you in the game that is speaking about what it took for them to get there. Much like me, much like you listening to our podcast, we may be ahead of you in that game called marriage and in that self-development area. So you're stretching yourself, but you're also filling your mind full um, of, a, of positive messages because you need to maintain a certain level of encouragement to continue. So make sure that you get that you get that together. If you want recommendations, send me an email. I'll give you some books. I'll give you some books that you can listen to while you're on the road or in the gym, or you can read if you like to read. I'll send you some podcasts that I listen to that challenge me in the same way. I'll send you some information. I'll write you an email. What do you need from me to help you continue along on this path? The easiest part is to just give up. That's the easy part. You can just give up. But if you give up, then it does then to me it doesn't uh, it signifies that you don't really understand the why and what it is you're doing and what's at stake. For too long, for all too long, um, I've I've talked about feeling my calling to go out and start speaking to groups of men about life and marriage, but I discounted myself because I wasn't a millionaire. And thank God for my cousin, and many of you have heard this story already, but thank God for my cousin, Michelle, 
who I told that to her and uh, Shane, her husband, um, which is one of my most, they're both some of my most dear friends in the world. And I was telling them how I, you know, I'd had the, I had miscalculated, um, or I need to recalibrate credibility in my life because I thought it was me being wealthy. I thought that was the only thing that would cause people to take me as credible. And I was wrong, but I didn't know how to reassess it, but I needed to recalibrate it. And then the next day she called me back and left me a voicemail. And then we spoke a little bit later that day. And she made it clear to me that if, if Jesus would have worried about his credibility or relied upon his pocketbook um, to ensure his credibility, he would have never made the changes in this world that he made. And that blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. Um, now I'm not here saying I'm Jesus Christ, but I am here saying that I had my credibility uh, landed on the wrong deck. And what made Jesus credible, whether you're, whether you're of the Christian faith or not, I mean, his message is still around thousands of years later. So there's something to what he said. But it was about what made, what gave him the credibility. It was the message, and it was who sent him. So ultimately, who he was and who sent him. And that really freed me up. That was the light, like the last rope that I had to cut off the pier to get this ship out to sail. So I encourage you, have people who will challenge you in your life. Have a steady drip of positive influence. Have a steady drip. Have a routine so that you can really, really find a way within to press forward when life comes calling because it's going to come and test you. Now you can't get caught up in being worried about that. Just be aware of it and then figure out what's foundational within you and your relationship. Figure out if it lines up with who it is you want to be and then figure out if the actions you are taking right now align you with who it is you want to be. Are they going to get you there? And if they're not, it's time to create some new actions. And it's not easy, but that's okay. It's uncomfortable, and that's okay. You are delaying these short-term impulses and gratification for something that's more long-term, more meaningful, more, more deeply connected. And you will have wins, and you will have opportunities to learn along the way, a.k.a. you will lose. But losing isn't a bad thing as long as you learn from it. Honey, is there any parting words you want to you wanna say there, anything that, that has to do with your journey um, from, a wife, from a wife perspective or just from you as an individual? Um... I think the most important thing for me in the beginning was to figure out what it was that I wanted. What, what was the, the first goal I wanted? You know, we all have these long lists of things we want to do and change and, and become, but narrowing it down to just one, I wanted to not be afraid anymore. So I had to figure out what caused me to be afraid and how do I get past that mindset 
take it a piece at a time because when we try to do too many things at once and I'm I am so bad at this I will put two three four things in front of me and I think I can spread it out over the week and do you know this one on these two days and this one on these two days and this one on these two days and on the last day I'll do this one and by about Wednesday my brain is so overwhelmed by looking at it because I think, oh, I missed something on yesterday or, oh, crap, now I got to deal with this tomorrow. And it's real easy to just kind of unknowingly overwhelm yourself and then you slow your progress because, okay, well, maybe I need to take this out or maybe I need to take that. And one by one, you just slowly kind of knock yourself off the rails. So I would say from, from me personally, fix the first thing. Work on the first thing. And as you start working on that and you start making progress, now maybe you can add in a second. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think um, I think what you're saying is, is very important. It's knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know thyself and what it is that you, you can accomplish. What can you take on? I mean, anything, anytime you have you know, all your focus pointed in one particular direction to accomplish a goal um, and you're consistent with it, you have a much higher probability of accomplishing that thing. Well, and you have to know too, I mean, Quincy is built with a switch that flips. If he decides I'm not doing this anymore, he can just stop. I do not have that switch yet. It it takes a little while for me to get rid of things. Um, I'm sure I probably could do it, but there's still a block there that I'm working through trying to figure out why I can't. So you have to know that about yourself because if you, if I try to do things your way, I'm going to fail at it because I don't have the same mindset you do yet. I think you said it well. I, I built this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't this. I had to build it. I had to construct it and become it because I didn't have this switch before. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it, and uh, I've uh, I've adapted a saying. You know, we were joking around a couple of weeks ago. You always hear every, everybody say, "I was born ready." I was born ready, and uh, I probably coined this for a man versus marriage shirt. But I was not born ready. I was built ready. That's what it took me. It took me building to become this man, and now I am built ready, and that's why I had the ability to flip the switch because I built it. I built it internally. I built it in such a way where um, I wanted to know I could count on me. And when it was time, I could do it. And I, I looked at my life in certain areas where I did have the ability to flip that switch because I had great confidence. And one of those areas that I'd look to for success was being faithful to you mm-hmm. and say, would I ever? No, no, I will not. I will not. And I look at that and I go, man, if I have that muscle in this area, then it's likely I can apply that muscle in other areas of my life. And so that's what, that's how I started to construct this switch that I flip. Um, And like when you start to exercise that muscle a little bit, it starts getting stronger and then, you know, and you put yourself to the test. I'm not saying I go out and put myself to the test, you know, 
with women to affect our relationship. I'm talking about making decisions, <laughs> making choices within my life. Um, when it comes to my health, my wellness, my fitness, uh, and my relationship. And look, there are still times where even in my relationship with Jeannie, when I know I should speak up and say something, but I don't do it as a matter of principle and I make myself miserable until I act upon what I'm supposed to do. But those are choices. So I'm not perfect in this thing. There are some areas in my life where I'm pretty bulletproof um, when it comes to flipping a switch, but it's about the journey. It's about the pursuit. It's about excellence. It's not about perfection. So understand that because a lot of people can disqualify themselves. A lot of people can give their self a reason and sabotage their journey. Uh, it's not perfect, so I'm just not going to continue. That's you being soft. That's you being soft on yourself and not being willing to just continue because it's not perfect. You're afraid of something there. And that's something that we can help you uncover. With that, that is all for this episode. It's about the long-term mindset. I felt like it was important to put this out, maybe as a reminder to myself, but also um, as an educational piece and and an opportunity for you to recalibrate where it is uh, that you are in this journey. You have any questions, any concerns, you got any comments, Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. You know I love you. She is Jeannie Moran. Anything to say, honey? Nope. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man Versus Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>